Welcome to the podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Mm. Yeah. Third time is the charm. We apologize to all of our listeners listening live for all the fits and starts. Who have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I literally, I hit the intro on the podcast and the audio wasn't like connected to the laptop. And then I was like, okay, take two. And we hit it again. It was like already halfway played. And so it was like, take three. Now we're going for real. There it is. That's the end of the podcast. Two strikes. Two strikes. Hit a home run. Hey, you know, <laughs> I've already gotten like two text messages from our last podcast. I was like, hey, remember when you said you'd pray for Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we didn't. Um, so you should, you should, you want me to or you? You go ahead. You want me to? Yeah. All right, let's do it. We'll start off. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for all elected officials. We want to pray um, that you draw them to you, that they're able to um, be nourished by the Eucharist, by your truth. That, Lord, um, no matter what we see as a political gain or, um, you know, any worrying about, like, the left or the right or conservative or liberal, that our truth is that we are sons and daughters of you. And we want to pray in a special way for Nancy Pelosi. We want to pray for her separation from the church. We want to pray that she's united back to you in communion very soon. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. <clears throat> amen. Sorry, getting over a little, little, little something, something. A little something. That was a good <clears throat> prayer, man. That, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lay people can pray too. There you go. So yeah. I wanted to follow up real quick from last episode on overpasses and underpasses. Oh, here we go. What, let me guess. You went home and you did a little Google search or something. No, I went home and I totally forgot about it until, but, <laughs> until earlier today when I saw a friend of our show, Marcy Combo, uh, back from the days when we had a sub podcast called Beauty and the Priest. Um <laughs> When Joey abandoned us for for a week or something like that. And Marcy thinks that it is one road. And if you're on top of it, it's called an overpass. If you're underneath, then it's called an underpass. Say this again. So we've had a theory floated out that Oh, I had my I had my mic <laughs> oh, muted the muted. whole time. This is a disaster. I was like, oh, okay, let's just scratch this podcast. Go again. Okay, so Marcy seems to tell me Wait, this was it logic muted for the again. Prayer that no, was I have no idea. We're just gonna pray <laughs> that it wasn't. So if you didn't hear that prayer, Father Paul will echo that it was beautiful. <laughs> no, we so um, <clears throat> we actually did pray for her. <laughs> but no, no one we're will gonna ever take know. a second opportunity to pray for. Her. Okay, so she seems to think that. An overpass underpass is the same thing. Yeah, just depends which side of it you're on. I'm intrigued by the theory. How does that make sense? Well, you would because wouldn't it be over... an overpass because you're under it, or an underpass because you're, you're over going it? Underneath an overpass, it's not the same then you road. would be on 
an underpass. I should have done more research before, before I decided we, to do a follow up. Can we get, <laughs> what do we even need? We need like a engineer or something. What, like a civil engineer. Google. Like think, we need, no, I think we Google need like cannot answer seconds. this question. This is the same thing. I was asked, I was, I asked somebody this question the other day. Maybe you can enlighten, you know, put some light on the situation. Okay. Well, I'll talk about everybody's giving me a lot of shame for, you know, I said I'm going to drink more water during Lent, and then, you know, I upped it by, like, I don't know, maybe six ounces or something. So I've been crushing water lately. I okay, what does that even mean, crushing water? How many <laughs> ounces a day are you going for? Uh, I don't really have a – I have a half-day goal. <laughs> I want to drink at least <laughs> – at least a I liter. have a half day. What does that even mean? A half day goal? It's more manageable. It's a smaller time frame. I want to drink at least a liter before I eat my first meal. You would go metric. <laughs> You're so Bermuda. <laughs> so you want to eat? You want to drink a liter before your first meal? Yeah. Do you eat breakfast? Not normally. Me neither. Mm. Mm. All right. Only if it's like, only if there's like Shipley's donuts or something there. I'm like, okay, I'll eat breakfast today. Um, But yeah, no, I make Nikki like eggs and toast each morning, but I don't. And you just. I don't eat it. I just drink coffee. Coffee is my breakfast. If breakfast is around, I want to eat it. Mm. But I'm not making people breakfast. What's your go-to? What's your go-to breakfast? If I'm making it? Yes. Uh, It is. Either a bagel or an English muffin with a... Locks and cream cheese? No, I've, I've got this like hard-boiled egg cooker oh that cooks six gosh. hard-boiled eggs. And you can use it to make one poached egg. And it makes like How a... that logic work? Six hard-boiled eggs or one poached egg? It's just... If I could show it to you, you would understand. <laughs> it's too hard to describe. Okay. Um, so I figured out I can make that. And within like six minutes, I can have... Kind of an egg sandwich that I've made. Pretty good. Mm. Put a piece of like lunch meat, ham on it, and piece of cheese. And yeah, I can, I can have that start to finish made and eaten within 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Man, what you can do with your life when you don't have little children around. <laughs> Jeez Louise, 15 minutes. I don't even think yeah. it can take 15 minutes as a parent to cook the meal and consume it <laughs> in your life. So yeah. living uh, the life of when, luxury. When you, live, when you live on my high-powered schedule, that's right. jet-setting <laughs> schedule, you have to make every second count. All right. So going Just back like to we've what, done in our podcast intro. Exactly. So going back to what we were talking about, which was an engineer. Yeah. No, we should. There's a lot of engineers out there. Is I'm that sure. what we need? A civil engineer? I think On so. roads? I think they know what instructions. How roads work. Yeah, not just any engineer, okay? We don't no, want... Forget electrical. Electrical, no mechanical, biomedical engineers. You're, you're no good to us. Get out of there. We want a civil engineer. I wish I knew one. My father, or a theoretical My father's a civil engineer, <laughs> but he's not. But Texas is different. You know, like New Jersey, I don't think I've ever heard the term, the term overpass, underpass in New Jersey. But just like Texas, you don't know what a jug handle is. Nope. And I'm not talking about literal like handle on a jug. That's all I could think of. Yeah. So in New Jersey, the traffic is kind of 
so intense at different points, you can't turn left at a lot of lights. So it's uh, like a way of taking you around to the side light. It's like a jug handle. See what I'm doing? Like you here? turn right and I, then right you now do a U-turn? Well, you turn right and then turn left. Yeah, like yeah. I like I did not know when the first time I ever saw a U-turn, like what they do here. I was terrified. I was like, this must be illegal. <laughs> and then I was like, where's the nearest like jug handle? This is the land and of the free. Yeah. <laughs> just Texas. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. So the U-turns, everything. <laughs> so no, the first time I saw it done was when I was traveling around on net <laughs> um, in a 12 passenger van with a trailer attached at our driver of our team. Oh. Just like U-turned it in the middle like of some road in Wisconsin. And I was like, what is happening right now? This must be illegal. And somebody's like, it's a U-turn. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I understand the idea of a U-turn, but is that legal? So We have a family friend who uh, at my ordination, uh, my diaconate ordination was in Rome. And uh, some family and some family friends came up for it. And they all took, I had to go back to school afterwards, but they all took a trip to the north of Italy. Mm. And this particular family friend, uh, who was from Egypt originally, he was driving the car with everybody in it. He passed the uh, the ramp on the, the freeway, whatever they were on in the north of Italy. Mm-hmm. There was an, an off ramp. Yeah. He passed it. And so he backed up. To get to it. Nice. <laughs> See, that's Jersey style that's right boss. there. That's, that's especially that's in so Italy, terrifying. man. It's so terrifying to think of. Italy drivers are crazy. Yeah. Well, at least we're like. They're all Formula One, like in their mind, though. Um, and so they're. But they just use their horn instead of their brakes. Yeah, but it works pretty well. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to defend him, but I, I was like, "Wow, you're going hard for the Italians here," yeah. you know. Like, all right, yeah, they're so, my people. <clears throat> um, sort of, not really. They're not your people. They're my people. All right. So, last time had a question. This time we have another question. So we're going to talk about that question. But before we get into it, you know, we haven't even mentioned. Are you rooting for anybody in the NBA Finals? You hope it just ends in a draw. <laughs> a little bit. I find myself rooting for the for the the Warriors. Um, yeah, like because they're I, not the same Warriors with like Kevin Durant. Yeah, they're not. They're not the Super Warriors at all. I mean, they have like some of the some of the Splash Brothers and stuff. But Clay Thompson's a shell of him. His yeah, old, he's his old he's self. not the same at all. I'm actually rooting for Draymond when he plays. <laughs> like I. I find myself. See, like, everybody loves a bad boy. Him. That's the thing. That's everybody it. loves That's a bad boy. I've heard some interviews from him, and he's he's like really thoughtful. Oh <laughs> and, my gosh! Here we go. And seems to know basketball extremely well, and it made me start rooting for him. Listening, he has a, a podcast. Did you? Uh, did, I actually did hear he has a podcast. Yeah. Uh, do you listen to it? Have you? No, not normally. But I've heard. <laughs> not normally. <laughs> Loved it. I'm uh, not endorsing the podcast of Drake. Why? Because it has profanity? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. I was like, I know there's a reason here. Okay, so we, ha- we have the reason. But I, like I mean, like now. yesterday. Did you watch the game last night? No, I watched the first half and then went to bed. Okay, well, you missed the best part where there was almost a fight on the bench because like there was like a TV timeout and Jason Tatum was like walking 
with the ball. And Draymond's like trying to take the ball from him. Like the play's <laughs> over. Like it's TV timeout. Right. And like Tatum's like, get Classic away. Draymond. And then like Marcus Smart comes over. He's like, you want to fly? <laughs> like, like, wait, y'all are fighting about who's carrying the ball during a TV timeout? Like, like I'm not giving him the ball. I'm not giving the ball. And like Draymond Green is like ganging up on him. And then like he's just in the middle of the entire Boston Celtics bench and just like. Ready to the, like, I, I thought he's so good at it, like stirring everything up. Oh, and yeah, it's all he was, intentional. Like oh, he was just wanted somebody to throw a punch well, at him but, so yeah. that they would get kicked out and then yeah. be like, What? I didn't do anything, I was just asking for the ball. I kind of like that. I, <laughs> you're a bully, you're, you're a bully in real life. <laughs> that's that's how why I, you that's like how it. I play golf with people now, actually. <laughs> I, you, you hold on to the ball, their ball, so they they can't hit it's it. Just and then constant chatter, constant sort of chipping away at their self confidence. I wish you played like on the PGA tour, so oh, that it, you could. I have, did it bowling the other day too. So you were, I you were talking smack in bowling. Yeah, we went bowling for priest convocation. A couple of us okay. went out there, and oh, those I days, got, those serious days where all the churches were closed yeah, because you yeah. know all the priests <laughs> so are in one place bowling. bowling. Okay. <laughs> Wow. It was in the evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got way nice to have in the head of this other priest. Because he was, he was overswinging his his backswing, if you can call it that, bowling. And just started questioning that. Like, hey, maybe you'd be a little more accurate if you uh, tighten that, that backswing up a little bit. <laughs> and it just totally threw a gutter after that. It was amazing. That's awesome. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Um my other question with that is that, um, well, not so much with Draymond Green, but have you been, uh, of course you have, with all this golf stuff. Oh, oh, with the, yeah, the Saudi tour, the yeah. live tour. Okay, is it live? Yeah, that's how they say it. Okay, I didn't know if they said the L-I-V, the live, the live. So, like, I don't, I have It stands for 54, by the way, Roman numerals. Oh. I just found that out the other day. Wow, I didn't know that either. That's great. Yeah. So... I don't know. Bring our bring our sure listeners why. up to speed. Oh, on all the things, <laughs> okay. just like the main points. All right, Saudi yeah. Arabia wanted to have their own like, yeah, okay, PGA tour type thing. Uh, kind of. So there's there's lots of tours in golf around the world. Like there's a European tour which is really big. It's you know almost on par with the PGA tour. There are other tours in the United States. Um, like <laughs> it's called the. The Corn Ferry Tour, I think. I did hear that. Is yeah. the is the um the sort of like they couldn't mi- have found the, a better the minor name. leagues. It's a it's a sponsor. I don't know. Um the the sort of minor leagues <laughs> of the PGA tour. But there there's like an Asian tour. There's a lot of different tours. Um and so now there is a Saudi funded tours. <laughs> yeah, what else you got? <laughs> you got any more material? <laughs> tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead sorry um, so now there's a saudi tour yeah but it's it's pretty weird it's not like one of the other tours because it's not a privately funded thing it seems to be a government funded thing from the saudi government which already makes it pretty awkward because the saudi government is not like they do some pretty bad stuff mm-hmm. but then so do other governments and so there's like well i don't know right and so it gets really complicated but one thing they do have, they have tons and tons of money. Um, the Saudi government invested into this. And so the golfers who are joining this tour, um, 
don't really have to win events to make to make like money. Like way they get more, guaranteed money, right? Like two hundred million dollars guaranteed. Uh, for to join, not all of them, but depending on who you are. So Phil Mickelson was the first one and the best known name, uh, right? To go over to this, and he made some controversial comments. Um, right. When somebody asked him, like, well, are you endorsing the Saudi government? And he was like, well, you know, and said some things that, mm-hmm. like, maybe got taken out of context a little bit, but also were kind of careless. And um, yeah. he said, it's it's kind of set it off on a really bad foot. And now some other, like, big names, like Dustin Johnson, uh, he's a really big name. Yeah. Um, Lee Westwood. I mean, there's a lot some, of like previous like winners though. Like, yeah, isn't a isn't it Charles? Uh, what's that one? Barkley. No, <laughs> Charles Barkley. <laughs> no, Spitz, Charles Spitzel, Spitzen, Spitzel. Isn't there something? I don't know. There's, but Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia. Yeah, Sergio is like, another kind of older big name. <clears throat> there's so, a lot that have like that I saw on their resume. It was like. They won the Masters or this in like 12 or 15. Yeah. You know? So they're trying to get guys who will draw a crowd. Who will draw a crowd, who maybe are past their prime <clears throat> in terms of competing on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. But also like it's a it's a lot of money. Um, and it's guaranteed. And the golf is kind of a weird format. It's It's more of an exhibition thing where like you might play on teams against other teams. Um, oh, it's not like it's like fifty-four holes. There's only like eight tournaments during the course of the year. That's why it's called fifty-four. Yeah, that might be actually. That would make <laughs> that would make sense. I'm not I'm not gonna stand behind that yet, but okay. I think that makes sense. Like uh, there's fifty-four holes per tournament. I think so. I think it's just a three-day thing. Okay. Um, and then so, so it, it's kind of it's a little goofy from a traditional golf perspective, but you could also spin that as it's fun and engaging or something i don't know now it's interesting that the because now the big news this week is that the pga came out and suspended yeah so i think those players i think they don't want and that's a controversial thing too because um i don't know it's like do you sign a contract with the pga like you would for an nfl team like i don't know if you're an nfl player you can't go play for another another league you're under contract but you can't play for like the xfl or something i don't think so like would you as a as an owner let your players go and play in some other league no but i mean their contracts nowadays don't even allow them to ride like a motorcycle or go play sand volleyball because like because they're too valuable to the franchise but but golf isn't like that right no golf's not like that at all i think you earn your tour card some you either win a tournament you earn your tour card or you play on the Corn Ferry Tour and do well enough. But this is my question is those other tours that you mentioned, not the Corn Ferry one, the minor league one, but like uh, you said, like there's the European, a, you, the European tour or you said there's an Asian tour. Yeah, I think correct? there's an Asian tour. Like, are they allowed to participate in those? Uh, I don't actually know. That's a good comparison. Um, I mean, if they're saying they're not allowed to play in those, but... Or like, or vice versa. How does somebody? I'm sure somebody gets so good at the European tour that they're like, kind of like, yeah. Let's just do a little comparison. Luca started right, like playing in Slovenia, right, right. and then went to Spain. All that. Right. It's like you Real make your Madrid. way to the NBA. You want like the best of the best. I'm sure somebody who started in the European tour in golf 
eventually is like, I want to play with the big dogs in the PGA, yeah. right? So, Although they're uh, a little more on par. Are they? Yeah. See what I did there? On par. I got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Sorry. if they're on par... Would they? It's a golf joke. Yeah, yeah. I I get it. I just am choosing not to laugh. Um, so, yeah, I'd be curious if they're allowed to part- participate in either. Like I know that they're tournaments. So major tournaments. Are, yeah, like do they partic- governed by the the PGA? Um, like the British Open. Right. Totally different institution. Um, so Phil could still play in the British Open. Yeah, unless the British Open says we don't want. Um, members of the or people who are playing on this live tour uh to i'm play never gonna be able to say live i'm always live. gonna say live <laughs> i don't know why it's definitely a live live um 54 can we call yeah, it 54 because so, the thing is it it isn't just a a sort of another tour it's um it's connected with the government of saudi arabia and that makes it really uncomfortable yeah. um so i love to take this on a you know how I love hypothetical and you okay. know how you hate hypothetical stuff. I really do. I know. I never realized like, it until you just said it now, but that explains a lot of my behavior in yes, the past. Always explains a ton of your behavior. So you, you're a Catholic, right? Like hypothetically that yes. not hypothetically you're a Catholic, but you're not a priest. You okay. went and played golf professionally. All right. But you were serious about your faith. You were a man of faith yeah. who like, you, I don't even know how a man of faith really in that PGA tour way would find time to go to mass in it's the weekend. It's going to be really hard. I was like, he must almost have a personal chaplain, right? Oh, ish. <laughs> Doesn't that, I know that sounds it's really weird, really but hard. right. Okay. But just hypothetically, <laughs> yeah, you're a man of faith. Like, you know, you're one of these stories like the, I don't know who's a good example. There's like Mark Wahlberg. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know a good example of like a famous Catholic person, but who who do we have? What do you got? Crickets. Jim Caviezel is he Catholic? Uh, yeah, he's Catholic. Okay, there you go. Played Jesus. Played Jesus in the Passion. That counts for something. Anyway, I'm sure a bunch of people Isn't are going like to write an us NFL in. kicker or something. Oh yeah, Justin for... Tucker. Yeah. Okay. So hey. there we go. Great, Justin Tucker. <laughs> we got one. A little bit easier because the NFL plays at a later time and you could go to a morning mass. But yeah. anyway, but the teams really do right. like they have tight control of what the guys do exactly. over the weekend. Yeah. There's a story and I don't know if I'm privy to share it, but maybe we'll have father Edwin on one time where he, he set a mass at AT&T stadium for, or the hotel the team was staying at for one of the visiting teams in a playoff mm-hmm. because they called the diocese and, and he was assigned to do it. And it was an interesting experience. I'll let him share about it sometime, but you're serious about your faith. Like you love the Lord. You're a devoted person. You have a daily prayer life. Like you're living a sacramental life. You're in good standing with the church. Like, is there moral? Do you believe there's going to be moral implications for you for like participating in this tour? Yeah. And the Saudi one instead of the PJ, the live one. Yeah. No, it's, that's a that's a really good question because it gets it gets down to like, is this just about perception or is it real? Right. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. As an American, just the history of our kind of relationship with Saudi Arabia, as well as as pretty recent 
human rights issue events. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, the killing of that journalist, uh, K- Kosogi, Kosogi. Mm-hmm. Never right. figured out how to say his name right. But um, like, so from an American perspective, anything sort of connected with the Saudi government seems really uncomfortable. But is that a different thing than immoral? Because when you when you start saying, okay, so you would have to say that I'm I'm cooperating with evil somehow. Uh, that's that would be the the moral thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in getting paid by these people, I would be participating in someone else's evil act somehow, right? Um, but how closely do we examine where the the money for PGA Tour events comes from? Um, how much of the money that goes to I don't know, our, Target or wherever, wherever you shop, right? Like, how, where do you stop that line? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, so that's a good place to, to push it because you stop that line with something that's called remote cooperation mm-hmm. instead of proximate cooperation uh, or material cooperation instead of formal cooperation. Those are some kind of moral theo- theological terms that just right. indicate like, how closely and how directly you're participating in this act. Mm-hmm. So if you say um, drive someone to commit a bank robbery, right? like you didn't actually do the robbery, but you definitely committed uh, like some real participation in that, that criminal act mm-hmm. by being the getaway driver. Right. So that's a, that's a pretty, pretty proximate cooperation. Right. Um, and then you can extend it kind of kind of further back and further back until you get like, well, can I can I buy something from a grocery store if I'm not sure um, where what all money goes? Yeah. yeah. And like once it gets to that level, it seems it should seem pretty clear. I know yeah. sometimes people have have some scruples about things like this, yeah. but it's it's very clear like it you're super remote yeah. at that point. There's not a moral obligation to to so thoroughly scrutinize every product that you buy right um that you wouldn't actually be able to to like live in any kind of normal way um because you'd be so concerned about accidentally cooperating in evil there's obviously no intent there either this i don't know all the details and i think yeah i think like the devil has to lie in the details on this but on first glance even though it's kind of uncomfortable this seems more like like a remote cooperation. Mm. And why do you lean towards that in this situation just for our listeners? Because what you would be saying is by joining this tour, are you endorsing with your actions uh, the whatever atrocities the Saudi government has committed? Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody would say, no, that's certainly not my intent. And then you can say, okay, by your actions, are you? And there, maybe you could make an, ar- an argument that yes, but if that argument is yes, you would also have to submit to similar scrutiny um, like somebody on the PGA Tour. And do you know where that money comes from? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not public in the news in the mm-hmm. same way, but like, is there nefarious action behind yeah. this? And I, that's, Maybe that's, a good comparison. Yeah, would it be the recent Olympics in Beijing? Like, like it's like okay, yeah. like 
so we have a problem with this government, but okay, like it's actually an interesting comparison. You're not getting paid, but you are participating in in the event. well, so and like, by them winning in that, they'll get. That's how they get their money, right? Like, is it? Well, I don't think they're they actually their, awarded their gold medal. No, <laughs> no, but the sponsorships, right, and oh, okay. the notoriety, yeah, um, coming from that event. I think that's how it works, right? Or yeah. how do Olympia? I mean, that's a great question. Why would you <laughs> prepare four years and be like, "Well, that was just fun. for the fame." Um, but but similar, like you must know. Okay, or even better, another one that is getting paid, right? Coming up, and I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm sure you'll correct me, Mister Word Person. But Cutter, right? Yeah, With the World Cup. Yeah, Cutter. Cutter. <laughs> yeah, but the the way I said it is cheating. Like, yeah, I can't say go. it the real way. Okay, you have to. So, it's a continent we don't have. Right, but it's not Qatar. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Th- that's what you hear people say in the yeah. U.S. a lot. But anyway, Cutter with they have the FIFA World Cup coming up. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, literally, people have been dying putting those stadiums together, and the government there, and different things like that, and the winning team is given money there. So you get a spot on the U.S. team and you're like, hey, you have a chance to play in your first World Cup. That's even, where I'm just even more I'm than struggling. That, isn't, isn't UEFA... Gosh, I'm getting out of my league here. Literally. No, FIFA. See what I did here? FIFA. What is UEFA? I the thought European, that's the, un, the European... Like, I'll look it up. Football Association. FIFA is the Federation of International Football Association, right? Isn't FIFA notoriously corrupt? Yes. And so just by part, like playing professional soccer in a FIFA organization, is that a comparison? I feel like that would be a good one. Seems seems like there's something there, right. even if I don't know whether it's UEFA or FIFA. Also, right. you didn't appreciate it's my, see what I did there with uh, the par. This is literally out of my league. I don't. FIFA, I don't UEFA, enter into these leagues, dad jokes. All right, their associations. Um, I just, I, I know this seems abstract for our listeners because they're like, "Well, I never have to worry about that. I'm never going to do that." But it's like, well, I think there's a little bit of this in every one of our lives. Probably besides us, we have the cleanest. Where it's like, I know I work for an organization that makes mistakes and messes up, right? Maybe right, like, but has the good intention, <laughs> right? Right, like that. I'm not worried that, like, um, I'm not worried 10% of our tie that St. Anne's is going to, you know, Planned Parenthood or something right. like that, right? Uh, compared to a lot of employers that, like, employees who their employer may be donating to or, you know, questionable things or, yeah, or other questionable business, like, like a sort of real estate. Real estate can can have really questionable uh, business ethics sometimes in the way that they'll like buy a property and raise raise rent in a way that's like intentionally done to mm-hmm. to sort of manipulate the people involved. I don't I don't yeah. know what it's called, but yeah, yeah, or predatory loaning. That's something I've heard of before, right? <laughs> um, like there's or any kind of extortion involved in yeah. uh, sort of a business trying to claim its own territory right. within that that field. Right. Um, if your company does that, like, I, I think what we're saying is that this applies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how long can I stay with this company? Is it ethical for me to work for these people? 
if they're engaged in stuff like that. And it's not always clear cut. It is a real consideration. It's not as simple as just like, ah, forget about it. I don't endorse that stuff. Right. Um, but it's also not as as sort of simple and wide ranging as um, if I catch a whiff of anything bad going on at any level of the leadership, then I have to get out of there. Otherwise, I'm cooperating in that evil. Right. So maybe some good principles to go by. Let's like wrap this up tight with a bow. Boom. Boom. Like what I did there with that present analogy. Because we were talking What's about. What's the connection to. Because we were talking about <laughs> presence. <laughs> like you the just ministry made an analogy of, out of left field. Yeah. See what I did there. Um, somebody's discerning any of these in their life or, you know, like hypothetically some famous person is listening to our podcast okay. um, or like just the average person who's like, yeah, that's a tough thing. I think some shady things are going on. I need to, to think about this. What, sh- what are some principles they should live by prayer? Of course. Right. Like they need to first like turn to the Lord, be united in prayer. Yeah. And actually that's, that's not just a preliminary thing, but, what we're talking about here is being able to make a moral evaluation and a judgment of the situation, mm-hmm. which is a prudential judgment. And so that it mean it means like, like we can offer principles, your conscience needs to be fully informed, but like you're the person who's going to have to, to take up the various factors and, and weigh them appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, so it falls into this category of a little bit, um, or at least as as kind of a, a baseline thing, accepting certain situations yeah. where there's something that's obviously intrinsically evil that we cannot be associated with in any way, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but accepting that, these kind of prudential moral considerations mm-hmm. are like the, if I'm praying every day and I'm not doing anything that I know is wrong, like committing personal sin, um, then the Holy Spirit is going to guide me. Mm-hmm. Um, so living as a intentionally living as a disciple of Christ also means that we can trust our prudential judgment. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't ask <laughs> um, or consult resources, especially in matter of doubt. Yeah. But it means that like there might not be there might not be a rule out there that applies specifically to your situation. Right. And you have to be committing your life to the Lord as his disciple in such a way that you can start trusting your prudential judgment on, on am I cooperating in evil? Right. That's why it's so important to be living, um, and having a life of daily prayer, sacramental life, all of that, because it's so much harder to start it in this, oh, well, now I have this catastrophe situation or this really important decision. And it's like, well, I'm going to turn to prayer and I know I can trust this can't like yeah it's like do you trust your swing do i trust my swing in golf when i golf once every three years (laughs) no right like stood me up to play golf so many times i know oh that's weird i have a family um so (laughs) but you know what i mean like i no i don't trust any of those mechanics because i don't do it enough to trust them yeah great analogy it's an okay analogy (laughs) it's it's lacking the whole like led by the holy spirit part yeah 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 But yeah, that is a big part of it because then prayer becomes about like, Lord, show me the answer to the specific thing rather than, Lord, I want to like 
be close to you because you're good and that's kind of the goal of my life is to be a saint. Yeah, more um, like a genie in the bottle type thing. So like, yeah, here, God, exactly. answer this. Solve this problem for me real quick. Thank you. It's okay. certainly an understandable See you prayer. in five years when the next big thing happens. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, a, it's, it's not a just way of approaching our relationship with God mm-hmm. uh, for who he is and who we are. Um, he deserves more. We certainly deserve a lot more as well um, for the dignity that he's given us as his made in his image and Um, what you're also saying and i want to i want to clarify for our listeners so it's great to talk to you know a priest or a spiritual advisor whoever right mm -hmm. but the person sells a no like it they're gonna own that decision (laughs) yeah right that's what you mean by is like great you can toss part of what i mean you can talk it out with your best friend who's also very religious and you can go, uh, yeah, to a priest and, you know, get guidance and counsel on that. But at the end of the day, they're making that decision. You can't export the responsibility for making a moral decision uh, onto somebody else. Uh, Not even a priest. Yeah. Like we can give you advice. If we give you bad advice, that's certainly, you know, some of the culpability comes on us. Um, but, uh, but the responsibility for, for making the decision is, is yours. And I know that's, that can feel like a heavy thing and you can want to, to push that off onto somebody else. Um, but that's, that's part of living it. It's, it's so much lighter. (laughs) That cross is so much lighter when you have like given your whole life to Christ, um, and you make that act daily. And then he carries your burdens with you and you share, as St. Paul says, like you put on the mind of Christ yeah, because you're, you're striving to be so close to him. Like that's how you make these kind of decisions. Yep. Something like that. Well, I prayed us in without a mic. You pray us out. <laughs> okay. Great. In the name of the father and the son, and the Holy spirit. Amen. Father, I praise you for this for this day and this this chance to to discuss these different things. I praise you also for this friendship uh, that Joey and I share, um, and this opportunity to podcast together. I ask that you bless all those who are listening and that you inspire them with a with a deep confidence and a trust in your wisdom and your goodness and the guidance of your Holy Spirit. Most of all, that you fill their hearts with a with a great zeal uh, to follow you with all of their all of their heart and their their strength and their soul. As that you bless them abundantly through Christ our Lord, Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Boom. Oh, don't have the music on. Wow. There you go. Start to finish. An incredible episode. (laughs) (laughs) People are just constantly amazed at our production level. That's right, (laughs) folks. All right, behalf of Joey Scancella, Father Paul Bechter, take care. God bless.